Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hello everyone and welcome to session seven of day two of the Africa Family Business Research Conference. I'm excited today to have Mrs. Andrea Bernstein-Kruger from PwC South Africa to share a presentation on the Africa Next Gen survey that PwC conducted in 2022. So welcome Andrea and over to you. Thank you very much and uh, welcome everyone. It's such a pleasure to to be here. Um, I'm sure there's a a lot of people from all over Africa and maybe even outside of Africa. Uh, so from October through to December 2021, we surveyed 122 African next-gen family business members in eight different countries. You can see how it's represented, majority Nigeria and then South Africa and then the rest. Um, and across all sectors to understand what's on the mind of the next-gen today. So during June, we successfully launched our Africa cut of the survey. Um, today and beyond. Next generations challenging the status quo of family business that reveals the current thinking and future outlook. So just a bit more about the profile and, and who um, we surveyed. So you can see sectors uh, that were predominant were agriculture, industrial manufacturing, and then consumer markets. Um, majority was second generation, and then also the a turnover of about 50 million and, and below. Then majority of them were leadership roles. And what was interesting was uh, 35% was between 27 and 37 um, years of age. And then 44% was above 38. And that again just reconfirms that, that in Africa, the, the current gen or the now gen takes a bit longer to um, pass the baton to, to the the next generation then two thirds um, male competed it and then a third female okay so the results provided some great news how the pandemic has united generations around a common goal and that's driving growth to secure the stability of business and the family we've learned that they well equipped with traditional skills including finance management and business administration but leadership today actually requires new approaches and, and competencies. So embracing diversity and developing new talents will be essential ingredients if next-gen members are to establish their leadership style, make their mark, and build their own legacy. So at PwC, we have a significant focus on family-owned businesses globally and in Africa, because we believe that they are the backbone of the economy, given that family businesses are estimated to contribute more than half of GDP, um, GDP and two-thirds of employment. We therefore want to make sure they thrive and are successful by providing insights and assistance we needed. So I'll cover three main topics today that were highlighted by our survey, being business, family, and wealth. So when it comes to the future success of family business, the next gen know what they want, and it comes down to one word, and that is growth. So two-thirds of them say that it is a top priority, um, especially everybody knows after COVID and during COVID, um, and that growth is a complex area for family businesses with emotional as well as financial elements in the mix. 
You may know the rule of thumb that every two to three years, the business needs to grow by at least 10% to keep the family wealth at a constant level as the generations expand. It is a tough ask for any business, made even tougher by the pandemic um, and various other threats, including the war, etc. And we believe that a business-as-usual approach, one that continues the way the family enterprises currently run, won't be enough. So next gens will need new capabilities beyond the digital expertise to deliver environmental, social, and governance concerns. So to reach net zero, to manage the evolving work, workforce trends um, as we face the great resignation, and to identify new markets in a post-pandemic world. Over the past five and a half years, according to a 2022 PW study of the global unicorn landscape called Living in the World of Unicorns, a total of 869 companies achieved the uh, $1 billion valuation mark. And we believe the five areas to watch are the platformization of consumer financial services, the electric vehicle ecosystem uh, and stored energy, the creation and expansion of the tech-enabled metaverse, the ongoing convergence of mobility and digital commerce, and then also the virtual evolution of health and wellness. Um, it is true that being focused on digital skills and new technology provided invaluable during the pandemic. In our 2019 African Next Gen survey, 66% of the African Next Gens felt that they could add significant value to the business by helping to develop a strategy fit for the um, digital age. Then, the pandemic presented an urgent need for their business expertise. Today, over half of them are actively engaged in adopting new tech. For one in four of them, the pandemic accelerated the engagement with the business in this area. But for the moment, it's surprisingly just how aligned the generations on their priorities. The most significant diversion on the topic of um, was on the topic of sustainability and supporting their local communities, which is more of a focus for the next gen than for their elderly cohorts. In contrast to the global averages, uh, where next gens have a focus on reducing their environmental impact, in Africa, the focus is, is on supporting local communities. Uh, 78% of South Af uh, um, African respondents say that they engage in some form of social responsibility. So one of the, the key findings around sustainability is a bit of a contradiction uh, because when our sample was asked to list their top five priorities, only a minority listed items around sustainability as part of their top priorities. They clearly have much more to give because 69% of them believe they have an, um, there's an opportunity for the family business to lead the way in sustainable business practices. And 66 of them believe that sustainability is at the heart of everything they do. Although, um, 47% of them have a developed and communicated sustainability strategy, uh, which is an improvement from last year, but we'd argue that they need to speed up their plans. 82% um, of them say, uh, that they expect to be involved in increasing their business's focus on investments for sustainability now and in the future, but only 43% are doing this now. And though two-thirds of them expect to be involved in reducing their business's environmental impact in the future, only a third is already involved today. To achieve its SDGs, so the Sustainable De De Development Goals in relation to energy, Africa needs to double its generation capacity by 2030 and grow five-fold by 2050. Hydropower is the main provider of um, renewable electricity in Africa with over three, uh, 37 gigawatt of installed capacity. 
the continent has the highest untapped hydropower um, potential in the world, with the estimate of only 11% of its potential being utilized at the moment. Similarly, the technical potential of solar, bioenergy, um, wind and geothermal energy is also significant. Africa is endowed with many of the metals required for bat battery production, including vanadium, manganese, nickel, cobalt and lithium. The market for these metals is expected to see rapid growth in the, in the coming years and will be uh, driven by increased demand for electrical vehicles, smart smartphones and off-grid energy storage. So Af Africa um, needs to act now to capitalize on these new growing sectors and capitalize, um, capture relevant market share or the opportunity will be lost. The energy transition in Africa has the potential to result in total renewable energy employment of around 5 million jobs by 2030, which is a substantial increase from the estimate 324,000 currently employed. So research by Family Capital shows that in recent years, publicly listed corporations that prioritize ESG and have better ESG risk ratings as a group have begun to outperform family businesses in terms of market cap. These results indicate that family businesses are losing their trust premium. As ESG climbed up the investor agenda, family businesses lagged behind the investors and, and the investors took note. But still, according to the 2022 Edelman Trust Barometer, 67% of respondents, however, still said they, um, they trusted family businesses against 56% for public companies, still making family businesses the most trusted type of enterprise. So another topic that's very relevant for, for next gen, um, is edu educating the family. So the crisis like the pandemic reminded business people at all levels that they, uh, their training and career path can't prepare them for everything. So 40% of next gens believe the pandemic identified a need for them to upskill, uh, and have additional education. But when we ask them what they think they need to learn, the list was a familiar one. So business model innovation, finance and investments, leadership development and soft skills. Um, and, and when we asked the question about do they think they need to focus on sustainability, uh, it was only a priority for the 33% of next gens. So most of them already have excellent business qualifications. Uh, so the respondents said 84% of them have completed at least a university degree and the majority uh, in business and finance, and then 30% of them also held MBA or doctorate. But is more of the same the right solution today? We believe family businesses, uh, indeed all businesses, need new perspectives if they're going to take full advantage of all the opportunities in the transformational years ahead. Business schools are beginning to recognize this, and many are exploring a more multidisciplinary approach to business and leadership one that places a far greater emphasis on people, planet, and purpose instead of pure profit maximization. So then moving on to one of our other main topics, and I, I believe that will be relevant going forward um, and, and most probably many years ahead, is succession. So our survey shows how the pandemic has brought family business generations together. Next Gen told us uh, that it strengthened their cohesion, accelerated succession planning and united everyone towards one common goal. As mentioned, it's business growth. It brought forward their involvement in the business and many of them say 
that it strengthened communication between generations. 57% of them feel are more committed to the business than they did before the pandemic. But there's also a disconnect in levels of responsibility. Indeed, our previous survey showed that more of them were given significant opportunities in the business before the pandemic than today. In our 2019 survey, 39% of them said they were given significant internal operations to lead, and now it's 28%. And today, one in six say it's difficult to get an understanding of how the business or the family office operates. The current generation is also less keen to let go than in the past, even though it's clear that next gens, the future of the business, want to grow um, and prove that, that they got what it takes. The decision to give control to the next generation is a huge once-in-a-lifetime event. Owners need to feel confident that the business is in safe hands and the next gener- generation or the future gener- um, leaders need to provide the, reason, the reassurance that they understand the challenges and that they have the skills to protect and grow the business. A lot of families we work with and, and what we see is that because the, the now generation, the current generation, um, has placed everything back into the business, they're actually afraid to let go uh, because they're afraid if something goes wrong, they have no pension um, or retirement immunity or, or any savings. So we believe that families should put money away for, for the current gen so that, they, that, that takes that fear away. Uh, the survey shows that 50% of Africa family businesses have a succession plan in place to make sure that the business is passed down to the next generation. And 40% of families have a family constitution um, or family charter. 66%, however, say that the current generation's hesitant to retire is still a big problem. But what is being prepared for succession means in practice is really articulated. And in the absence of that discussion, many of the next gens believe that they um, that the way to win the confidence of the current generation is to follow its example rather to, than to forge a different path. Our survey results show that that tendency, and they explain why the firm conviction that ESG is tied to growth has yet to be translated into action. We believe an honest generational contract that communicates expectations on both sides will inspire confidence. Now the communication is clear uh, between the generations and better succession planning is in place, it's time to work out the details. For example, what leadership skills and experience are required to allow the business to thrive and what will deliver growth in the future? And another one, what are the stages and landmarks on the route to succession? So that were just some of our current thinking and, and discussions. Then another topic that was really important um, and that was highlighted in our survey is bridging the gender gap. So if family businesses are looking for a quick win in terms of widening the diversity of their thinking, they should start by looking at the relevant role of male and female next-gen members. Although women, like their male peers, want to focus on business growth as a top priority, so 73% for women versus 64% for men, they're marginally less focused on ESG concerns, improving um, working conditions um, and sustainability are lower on their list than their male counterparts, which was quite interesting to see. Um, the big difference comes down to leadership expectations. 
So 30% of next-gen female um, peers believe their male um, counterparts are more likely to be expected to run the business versus 58% of male counterparts, which is also very interesting. Um, This should, however, send a clear message to the current generation. Focus on bridging the gap, um, gender gap in the family. Then one of our last topics was uh, wealth management. And it's notable that family businesses that have a family office understand the importance of ESG in securing their future prosperity. 41% of next gens say that um, their business has a family office. Um, as we all aware, it's becoming a, um, a, a very big trend. And the survey data shows that this triggers more professionalism throughout the business. They show more discipline regarding family governance, in part because they represent larger families, and they're more likely to have a written con- constitution and a succession plan in place. So when we stand still a bit on wealth management and the concept of owner competence, um, that really goes, goes hand in hand. Ownership competence is a skill through which ownership and the control it implies over resource is used to create value. This will be a vital, um, this will be vital in setting the future business growth agenda. Ownership competence, uh, a model developed by Professor Thomas Zellweger of the University of St. Gallen, focuses on three elements. So what is owned, how it is owned, and when it is owned. And all three um, components is very important, and the next gens should familiarize with it. So just to summarize, um, winning the confidence of the current generation and demonstrating that the business will thrive in your hands as next gens will take work. The world is challenging and the business techniques of the past will no longer be enough. Next gens must in the right to challenge the status quo and to discover the growth opportunities to ensure your family's legacy. It takes what we call a community of solvers, people coming together with different skills, um, different ways of doing things to deliver success. So what can next gens do now? Reimagine business success and build the foundations of sustainable growth. Uh, we also believe don't be afraid to take a different path um, and do things differently. Also articulate and negotiate a generational contract uh, with the current generation. Keep communication open, discuss it frequently, and hone your own leadership skills um, and focus on your strengths. That is uh, our main findings. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much, Andrea. That was really insightful um, for sharing that. Is there, can you share more information on how people can get access to the survey results? Um, yes, they can, they can reach out to me or they can go onto our website under our family business services. Awesome. Um, there's, there's a platform for that. Awesome. So slash family business. Excellent. We have a comment and question from Raymond. Thanks for the great insights on the African next gen. On the topic of growth and in relation to the need for new tech at 54% and 32% on a need for new digital capabilities, any hints on what this would mean in more practical ways and what specific things they mean? Is this mobile or mobile money or efficiency? Um, it was a general comment. So when we ask how family businesses, how they're focusing on, on these things, um, they could select the various options. So, but in practice, 
um, it's really by industry and where the family is now and what will um, what they will need to move forward. We don't think you need to install tech and focus on tech just because everybody's doing it. Um, it needs to enable you to do better in your company. Uh, so it, it needs to enable the people, not just get tech for the sake of having tech in a business. Awesome. Um, we have a question from Professor Shelley. How do the next gen challenge the status quo without disrespecting the elders? That is always a, a very <laughs> good question. Um, we've seen where, because sometimes uh, with the families I work with, when we, when we ask the, the current gen that question, they actually know we want the, the next gen to come and, and bring their ideas, but they actually just want more backing. So bringing a, a formal business plan, um, that they can see a lot as research has been done. This is, for instance, a budget. We've received quotes. Um, you know, we, it's, it's a proper plan that they can actually, for instance, take to a bank. Um, so I think the current gen just wants to see there's a lot of thought that went into it, research, um, there's proper feasibility studies, uh, and, and then they'll be willing to listen. Excellent. And another question from Raymond. I've noted lots of studies by PwC in East Africa, in Africa and globally. Do you have a repository of family businesses? Is this accessible? Uh, so uh, when we do these studies, we majority of the time we reach out to our client base um, and we share it on, on social media, etc. But due to Privacy Acts for Poppy Act, we, we won't be able to share all of that information. Um, but yeah, majority of the time it is it is our clients. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Um, for everybody, we'll be having a panel discussion to unpack raising the next generation and myself professor elmarie andrea and uh, miss phyllis bourne will also be on that panel discussion in the next seven minutes so encourage you all to join and this will be the final session of the conference thank you